Hello, friends, and welcome to More Than Gold, a podcast that rejoices in three very important truths. You are precious. You are a value. You are worth more than gold. I'm Sonia DeClerc, and I'm your host for the show. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for joining in. I have with me today, Teresa Smith, co-founder of Optimize Dental. As a leader, teacher, and perpetual learner, Teresa finds herself in the woman-dominated field of dentistry. She strives to help women find balance, enrichment, and joy in their everyday tasks. Teresa has three wonderful kids who she enjoys spending time with and watching them in their respective sports activities such as basketball, horse showing, and dance. While she continues to create a work-life balance, she also enjoys her passions of skiing, traveling, and horses. Teresa, thank you for being with me today. Thank you so much for welcoming me on the show and for being a part of my life. And this is a very exciting opportunity for me. I'm thank you, thankful for being here. Well, I'm excited to have you here today. And um, I know we're going to have some really meaningful dialogue Um as one of my dear friends, there is so much that I admire in you and um, try to emulate. And and one of those things that I see so beautifully in you is um, a real talent for supporting other women. You support everyone, but <laughs> specifically other women. And so I came across this quote and as soon as I read it, you were the first person to come to mind. So I'm going to share that quote right now. It says, I wish more women realized that helping another woman win, cheering her on, praying for her, or sharing a resource with her does not take away from the blessings coming to them. In fact, the more you give, the more you receive. Empowering women doesn't come from selfishness, but rather from selflessness. And that quote was by Celine Kinder. So one of the topics that I kind of wanted to address on this episode was the idea of women supporting women. But before we get into that, I want to give you the opportunity to share a little bit about you, to share your story um, and, and what you do in this world, because it's really remarkable. Oh, thank you. I'm... I guess what I like to do or what I find value in is supporting others and um, helping people achieve their goals and building, building good relationships and helping people see the value in, in receiving support. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that kind of led me into the position that I am today. I um, started off as an office manager in a small dental practice that we grew into a bigger dental practice. Mm -hmm. um, and women, there's a ton of women in dentistry, as you know, because you used to work in That's dentistry right. as well. Yeah. And so I had the opportunity to obviously navigate that world of working with alongside women. And it's, mm -hmm. it's very interesting um, dynamic. Um, it's very... Um, tighten it mm -hmm. and uh, it can be hard to navigate at times mm -hmm. but um, I found an opportunity that where I was, ended up being in leadership roles and I was able to like 
work through a lot of situations with the people that I worked with and they mm-hmm. became, they're very much like family members and I'm still, I would say fairly close with them today. And we reach out to them and, you know, um, as they go through their life trials, we're we still connect and try to make sure that they know that we're around. And, and so we had a kind of maybe, I want to say it was unique, but I don't know if it actually truly was very unique, uh, but I feel like it's unique to dentistry um, having that many women together in such a large group or where they're all looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that atmosphere, I was able to lead a very awesome group of women. Mm-hmm. Um, and But we had our ups and downs and I had to learn to figure out how to deal with those. Um, and then they had a lot of personal stuff going on, which was also difficult to deal with running a business at the same time as helping people and feeling like we need to support them. And I had, um, I know you know as well, like that awesome boss that we had, he mm-hmm. was fantastic, mm-hmm. you know, kind of taught me a lot about how to support, um, and guide through those situations. Um, and I found a lot of value through that and so then kind of grew into um, a different role I left that practice and moved into different roles um, and multi-practices were you know managing more than one clinic at once and Mm -hmm. that was a growth that was uh, like polishing a gemstone like I Mm -hmm. refer to sometimes you kind of polish yourself up a little bit and had to refine a lot more of my skills and um, use a lot more of my talents and and then refine those talents even more. Mm-hmm. And when I kind of elevated out of those roles, um, started working, you know, building my own company. Mm-hmm. And that's been refining again. And yeah. um, But rewarding. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been very rewarding. And so when we started my company, um, it was me and my business partner who's uh, female and she's awesome awesome person just very like-minded yeah. to me but opposite to me in a lot of ways which has been a very good balance okay um but we have the same kind of goals mm-hmm. and um, moral outlook and the way we like to help people she has a degree in psychology uh and so together you know and I have a strong interest in psychology mm-hmm. um And so together we kind of decided we were going to build this company to help build people and help them kind of shine and grow into stuff. And because we know when we grow people, um, the business will grow on Mm -hmm. the backside of Mm -hmm. it. And so we spend a lot of time growing people and training them and helping them through things and coping. And we get the empathy behind it. You know, this is a frustrating situation. Let's see you through it. And we don't really leave them high and dry. We Mm -hmm. support them through the process and, and that is something that is maybe more unique in in the world of dentistry. Yeah. Where there's like continued support. It's usually like, well, here's the issue. You fix it. And this is what you have to do to fix it. And and so we wanted to change things up. And so we put a bit of a twist on it. And now we're really trying to help women because that's basically 99.9% of the people that we work with mm-hmm. um, grow and develop themselves and, and figure out their life balance and figure out what works for them because it is truly unique to each person. Mm-hmm. And because it's unique to each person, um, we need to figure out how that plays in with the group and then how how the group can adapt and how the business can grow with those people. Mm-hmm. And, and that is basically what we do and we try to help people as much as we can and 
support them and that's what it is and it's mostly women and it's it's been highly rewarding and um I just really if it puts a fire in me that that it doesn't not a lot of other things do and you know some people say find your passion but like what does that mean yeah (laughs) you know it's such a vague topic and when you don't really know what you want to do it's like find your passion like I feel like I don't even know what that is. Yeah, yeah. you're like, I'm not passionate about anything. <laughs> I, I'm passionate about paying my bills, you uh-huh. know, and that is, but when you really truly find something that you are good at in mm-hmm. combination with um, that that can help you financially mm-hmm. sustain, mm-hmm. Um, but that you find at the end of the day where you don't, aren't left, you know, drained. Yeah. It, that's when you know it's you're on the right track. Yeah. And sometimes it's a slow burn in the beginning. You're like, well, I'm not drained. I'm excited and mm-hmm. this is good. And mm-hmm. and I feel fulfilled and 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 then it slowly will snowball into something bigger. But it it's you know you got it when you're not going home dreading going back to work the next day. Yeah. Well said. Mm-hmm. Well I have been a witness firsthand at um this remarkable transformation and uh this accelerated growth that i'm seeing in you and uh it's contagious and i love it so that's good that's my purpose (laughs) keep doing what you're doing yeah Yeah, it's it's the last five years you know really have been a huge transition Mm -hmm. and i've put a lot of effort into um self growth Mm -hmm. in a lot of Mm -hmm. different ways so like mental growth Mm-hmm. Um, spiritual growth mm-hmm. I probably should work more on physical <laughs> but I do go for walks and, uh-huh. and that's okay but sometimes yeah. I run out of time in the day um, but yeah it's it's I try to I've been really trying to grow myself a lot over mm-hmm. the last five years mm-hmm. and I I know maybe I'm just starting to feel the fruits of that you know the blossoms come off of that tree it's just yeah starting to kind of bloom and it's been very exciting for me because it's been a hard row but I feel like the the rewards are starting to creep in now which has Mm -hmm. been exciting Mm -hmm. and and beautiful yeah yeah Yeah, it is because you know what um so you you talked about like blooming Mm -hmm. the nice thing about that is that everybody gets to appreciate the beauty of a flower blooming that's true it's so true yeah and so that really is a nice segue into um, more of the the heart of what we're going to be talking on, which is is that women supporting women. Now, I firmly believe that the mark of a strong woman is how she treats others. She lifts those around her rather than tearing them down. I know we share this perspective, but how does this mindset affect how you treat others around you? And what are some of the ways that you help lift? other women that's a tricky question I feel like maybe loaded (laughs) (laughs) there's a bit much in there (laughs) but at at the same time I I understand kind of the grasp the necessary depth of it um I find that I find that women generally don't treat other women well and I'm not sure exactly why. I think there's probably a million reasons why for every person. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never taught that way to think that way okay. about being treating people like badly. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up in a household of eight children and and it was a little bit chaotic at times. Um, 
and we would have family prayer and, um, you know, we don't always get along, but we're there and we're stuck together. My parents are very much like, this is our family unit, mm-hmm. uh, almost like us against the world, but not really, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but, you know, we would all link fingers and they would interlock, you know, like we would make a, like a circle with our forefinger and our thumb and then we, the other person would interlink so it would look like a chain. Okay. And we would do that all the way around the circle and we have our family prayer at nighttime. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think I found it less beautiful when I was a child. <laughs> but I think now as I look back as yeah. an adult, I'm like, yeah, that was that was good. Yeah. Like it was a good thing. And I think my parents maybe used it slight disciplinary for us because we didn't really get along very well sometimes. Uh-huh. I mean, it was, sometimes it was a miserable experience, you know, finger locking with someone that you did not enjoy that day. But I think it taught a very valuable lesson, which is uh, you are only as strong as the weakest link in the circle. And right. and our job wasn't to get after the weakest link. Our mm-hmm. job was to strengthen the weakest mm-hmm. link and mm-hmm. to like help them be a stronger link. Yeah. And so it was very much about helping the person, supporting the person until they could be a bit stronger. Mm-hmm. And um And so my mindset has always been a bit different, maybe a little bit more unique that way, Mm -hmm. where we, I guess my family might all think like this. I'm not sure because I'm not in their brains, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, being human is interesting when you think that you know what other people are thinking or they think the same as you or they're different, but you don't know that they're different. And you have like that realization of like, no, I'm different, (laughs) (laughs) but that difference doesn't mean bad. It just yeah. means different. And it yeah. still adds value to the world. Absolutely. But it just adds value in a different way than the person next to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that is kind of because that was my core belief. And and um, I have a very strong sense of, of self-worth because my parents were really like very good at making sure that we felt valued. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, they did not hesitate to take us down a notch if our egos got big, <laughs> but they did tell us that we were of worth and, yeah. you know, they, yeah. they really, self-esteem wasn't really that big of an issue for me, at least in my household. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if you have self-esteem and you're feeling very centered, it's when you see someone that's not, mm-hmm. it's very easy to be like, oh, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. Right. That's my first thought. It's yeah. not my first thought isn't, oh, that's unfortunate. Let's kick them while they're down or yeah. like snide remark or just avoidance and walk away, which yeah. is, I think, a, like more people avoid and walk away than are genuinely like, oh, I can help you. Mm-hmm. And um, because it's difficult to be a support system and they don't want to, maybe they don't have time. Maybe they don't Mm -hmm. want to deal with it. Maybe it's too much for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I found I get a tremendous amount of value and you, like you get a lot of reward and um, out of helping people negotiate the path upwards or forwards. Yeah. And whether that be a small inch by inch process or if it is a leap you know, yeah. like that's super rewarding, but that's more rare. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I just find a lot of joy in, in helping women around you and 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 um, not being a part of that um, downward kind of like frustration against people that are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, I do get a lot of frustrations from people who 
you know, kick people when they're down though. And don't get me wrong. I'm only human, yeah. but that that's hard for me. That's yeah. a really hard, yeah. hard to see it. And I just think why well, you can just like help them up, mm-hmm. you know, it just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. And don't get me wrong. I am highly competitive when in the right situation, yeah. I am fiercely competitive. Yeah. It's hard for me to like bite my tongue when the kids are playing sports. It's hard for me <laughs> not to like, uh-huh. you know, you know, raz the ref, if you will. It's hard for me not to like do anything. Like I just, I want, I want to win sometimes yeah. too, right? Like I have a drive to win. Yeah. Um, but that drive to win is not at the expense of someone else. I love my that. my drive to yeah. win is just my drive to win. Right. I just want to win, and my my competition is my competition, and it's just me. Yeah. And which is another bag of worms I think sometimes too but yeah it's just I think that that is really why I find helping other women so rewarding is because I don't I don't find them my competition because Mm -hmm. I am unique and my plan is different than everyone Mm -hmm. else's Mm -hmm. and and I'm totally okay if someone has the same plan as me they're just they have a different journey though and that is different than me and so you can't judge apples to oranges yeah everyone is a different fruit here we're just at the same table that's right. it right like well it's, and it's more enjoyable that way life yeah. would be pretty boring if we were all apples oh 100 <laughs> percent. i don't even like apples <laughs> so but yeah like it's just yeah like i just i think it doesn't need to be a competition yeah. it just needs to be support mm-hmm. and i think if more women realize that um they have the support Mm -hmm. they're less likely to feel um so negative towards other women and Mm -hmm. I see it all the time Mm -hmm. um you know it's interesting we have uh we reach out like as a business owner we reach out to other business owners Mm um and that are new coming up into our field and um we just say hi like what like where are you in what's going on um, we're quite busy, so sometimes we'll throw business their direction, or if they're in a different kind of niche market than we are, we'll say, okay, you know what, I have someone looking for this, we don't offer that, but, you know, here you can talk to this person, um, we're like-minded, you know, stuff like that, and mm-hmm. when we first have these calls, it's always very interesting, because they don't know us, right. they don't know our character, or yeah. like what our morals are, like our genuineness, Yeah. and me and my business partner are like pretty pretty open people like we're pretty genuine yeah Yeah. we're just like so like this is who we are and and we do what we do and yeah yeah, like this is it like we try to be very open and we have these conversations and people get very defensive right away I think they think that we're like trying to take them out or like because it's business and and it's such a different atmosphere women in business mm-hmm. it's a, such a like a mental game mm-hmm. and uh it's interesting we have these interactions with people and the first always response is defense mm-hmm. and you know and then we go well no like we're here to offer you stuff and like to see how we can work together and yeah and then it's like a like a light switch flips and then they're like oh yeah like you're you're nice yeah like I'm here to help yeah like (laughs) this is what we do and we can't and and that's always been like our motto like we practice what we preach yeah if we're out saying you have to be good and work with each other and Mm -hmm. do this and then we're out in business saying like 
to these other business people being like get out of here you know like mm-hmm. we don't want you mm-hmm. it's like oh, that's that's not what it is there's lots of space for people yeah there's lots of space for people yeah and let's be real I'm not everyone's cup of tea and that is okay that's totally fine I've accepted that a long time ago I'm uh, not everyone's cup of tea you're my cup of tea yeah okay I- <laughs> Sometimes I'm more like a shot of whiskey, I think. <laughs> but like, that's the thing is like, I, I it's okay. I understand that. Yeah. And, and that's why I don't compete. And yeah. that's why I feel like it's okay just to, for them to be them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay for them to do business alongside with us. I don't have any issue with that, mm-hmm. but it's, it's different. And I think um, business, at least where we're at in such a women dominated field, mm-hmm. They want it to be competitive because they think it has to be competitive. Hmm. And the only competition I want is for like, if it makes dentistry better, Mm -hmm. I'm good with it. Yeah. If it doesn't, then I'm not okay with it. But if it makes it better, welcome to the table because there's something here for you. Right. And you're going to make it better. And I, I love it. Mm -hmm. Like I can't, I can't do everything a hundred percent well. That's not who I am. So someone is going to do something that I suck at and that's okay. They're going to do that a hundred percent well. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, it's just accepting that you can't fill every gap and accepting who you are as a person to like mm-hmm. support. And once you accept that, it's much easier to support women. It's much easier to like understand that they're not out to get you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's, yeah, that insecurity. Insecurity and vulnerability mm-hmm. um, and trust. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Trust. Yeah. Trust is, trust is fickle. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It just opens you right up to, to the possibility of uh, disappointment and heartache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it's opposite counterpart. So, oh. Yeah. You know, Yeah. Trust is tricky and it's not easily attained. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of has to be earned. Yeah. I, I have a hard time with it. I don't know how I feel about Hmm. it being trust being earned. Hmm. I tend to give trust right away. Okay. But I take it away if it's being abused. Okay. Because that's wise. I think, well, I think it's, it works for me. I don't know if it's wise for everyone. Okay. You know, everyone's path might've, treat them differently about trust right like trust is sometimes you need to protect yourself but I feel like I give it until it's no longer it's and it's done Mm -hmm. and I and I have to take it back Mm -hmm. and that and I might give it back out to you in Mm -hmm. small pieces again Mm -hmm. and if you then you might have to earn it back okay right but I feel like in the beginning I um I'm a pretty good judge of character I could just openly give you my trust um, if I'm, if I don't know you that well, mm-hmm. I might not even get you into a circle where I have to give trust. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I think it's just when trust comes, when you have a closer kind of connection with yeah. people, Yeah. but like outside people don't really, you don't really give them their trust too much. You don't, mm-hmm. don't really need to. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Now. That kind of transitions into connections um, because connections are important, but more so meaningful connections. So what are some of the connections you have made and how has it been a blessing in your life? Yeah, so I struggle to connect with people. Um, It's difficult 
it's genuinely difficult for me to connect with people mm-hmm. and just like bearing all fruits here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is it's tricky for me because I just don't I don't know why. I just actually I, I really have very little understanding why. Maybe like protection instinct okay. or yeah. um but so very few people are in my very close circle. Yeah. Um, I'm very friendly. I'm very charismatic. I'm absolutely, I'm totally the definition of an extrovert. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, my husband's an introvert and so we're very opposite, but like, you know, those connections that I have have been a blessing to me. The ones that are in my very tight skirt circle, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. um, they have been an amazing kind of backbone when I needed a backbone okay they have been love when I needed love they've yeah. been all the things that I needed yeah um as I kind of have made this journey over the last well I think even let us be real I'm getting old now so like a long time I, I mean that's a long time I've been I've been trying my best to uh-huh. like to you know utilize them too which has mm-hmm. been different too I don't think most people utilize their support circle as much as they should mm-hmm. you know like accepting yeah accepting the support that's, yeah that's tricky yeah that's different for me um but yeah like I feel like the connections I do have have just been absolutely um invaluable mm-hmm. um and they'll they'll be probably invaluable for the rest of my life yeah I I don't see myself ever not valuing them yeah so and that kind of blessing where you can like lean on someone and they can be there for you and and, you know with absolute certainty yeah they got you yeah they've got you they got you and that it I don't I don't know how to describe how that is in your life Mm -hmm. it just is and it's just knowing that gives me the opportunity to have the self-esteem that I have okay it you know you it's a good foundation for to build on, yeah. Which I think lots of people maybe don't have. Okay. Um, but that foundation is necessary in order to kind of elevate yourself mentally, yeah. spiritually, yeah. all of sometimes physically, maybe all the things that you need to like push yourself forward. Yeah. Now, what you've just shared is really interesting because um, from an outward perspective, and like you described yourself, your, your textbook extrovert. (laughs) So I think people would assume that something like connections would come easily to you. And um, so you've just shared that that's not the case. And you've shared a point of vulnerability with us. And I actually see how that is such a strength and a talent that you possess. Because when we have weakness, when we have something that we struggle with, we have the opportunity to work through those struggles, to grow from it, and to develop empathy and insight. And so I think, and I'm just observing here as a friend um, and and as part of that inner circle, because because we I would say it's safe to say we're we're in that 100%, circle together, hundred percent, absolutely. And I am so grateful to be a part of that. But what I'm observing, is that you have taken this struggle and you can now reach out and help so many in ways because you, you know the pain of that struggle. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I think you've mentioned this to me before in, in past conversations that it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
It totally is a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. You know, talents are are great. Um, if you're particularly good at a skill or a talent, you know, and I think it was Brene Brown, um, one of her books. I think it was Dare to Leave, but I can't quite remember exactly. I've read them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I love, 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 love mm-hmm. her. But she goes on to say, like, you can have it, if you're extremely good at one thing, basically, um, there's a downside to that yeah. as well. And it could be a personality trait. You yeah. know, if you're really good extrovert, well, the downside to that is maybe, um, you know, you don't deal well with intimate situations. Or if you're very, you know, good at talking, the downside is you never shut up. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, that's just, you yeah. know, kind of a quip. But I feel like, um, I feel like that is a very double-edged sword because the thing that you are best at, mm-hmm. that other side of it is the thing that you're worst at or mm-hmm. you're most vulnerable mm-hmm. at. And yeah, like I think um, I find it easy to connect with people as far as like superficial connections. Okay. Yeah. Right. I can be friends with a thousand people yeah. and they think they're friends with me and that's great. And I can enjoy them. I know them, their kids, their what's going on in their lives you know, and they, I, I think I'm fairly easy to get along with. Mm-hmm. And so most people genuinely, I think, enjoy my company, which is awesome. That is a blessing and a talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side of that, um, because of that, I find it difficult to be on all the time. I'm an extrovert, yeah. but, yeah. but having everyone part of you is sometimes difficult. Yeah. So it leaves no part of you left. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And it can get out of control. Yeah. And so sometimes I have to narrow that. And so I have a, a very small network of people that I really talk to mm-hmm. consistently that I, I want to be around during my free time or downtime, mm-hmm. um, which I don't have a lot of, but, but I no, feel like I, yeah, yeah, you're, you're crazy busy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a good it's a good thing. Uh-huh. Um, I don't have too, too much time to think about things, right? And yeah. Keep your brain locked down mm-hmm. and busy, good work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting because, yeah, like it's the opposite effect sometimes that leaves you the most vulnerable on that side of mm-hmm. things. And it's important to be aware of it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's okay because I think the, the risk cost benefit, you know, it's, it's okay yeah. because you're, you know, the benefit to having such an amazing talent is worth more than the risk of having that vulnerability. Oh, I love that. I want to write that out and share that with the world. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I wish I could take it. I don't think that's me. I'm pretty sure I copied off of Jordan Peterson or something. I don't know. I've heard it enough that I feel like it's, it's mine now, but it uh, yeah. definitely did not come from me. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm grateful that you shared it because that, that hit home. I love the following quote by Brene Brown. We have to be women we want our daughters to be. Now, okay, that's the end of the quote. But you and I both have beautiful daughters. We really do. Yeah. Watch out, world. Yeah, those boys. (laughs) Yes. So what qualities and attributes are you trying to instill in your daughters by the way you show up in life? Yeah, I think it's very interesting because I have two daughters and one like absolutely is like adores me and mm-hmm. thinks I'm the greatest mm-hmm. and the other one is like oh mom you're so annoying and <laughs> and obviously there's reasons for that there's a quite an age gap between the two do you mind sharing that age gap not at all um <laughs> so I have three children and one is 
um, a boy that's turning 17. I yeah. have a daughter who is turning 15. And then I have another daughter who is turning six. I love those. Yeah. I love yeah. them all. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're they're all very different. Um, obviously, the five turning six-year-old mm-hmm. is adores me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mommy, every day I get home. And it's <laughs> wonderful and, and um, truly delightful. And I don't think you can truly appreciate it unless you have teenagers because they do not care about you. <laughs> I mean, they do. But... It's but like it's about them at that point in their oh, life. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. They they're just figuring themselves out and yeah. their bodies. And like, yeah, like I remember those days, and I don't judge them for it. It's just I was way worse than they ever will be, so it's <laughs> fine. I'm just letting them try to figure themselves out, and mm-hmm. I don't really know how much I offer them as far as like teaching and what I bring to the table. As much as I just allow them to have. Um, space. My dad is very, growing up was very logical and Mm -hmm. very, um, I wouldn't say non-emotional, but just very logical and cool as a cucumber. Like not a lot phased him. My mom was more emotional. Uh, We always always say she's Irish, but she's not, but she's a little bit hot tempered. And, Mm -hmm. and I mean, with eight kids, like, I mean, how could you not be, I'd be losing my mind too. But yeah, it's very, you know, he was just very cool and, and very like, um, not pushy. Mm-hmm. And so when we would have situations would come up and we'd ask for advice and we want like, tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he would never, ever say like what I needed to do. He would say, okay, this is your perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes when I was being a turd, which, <laughs> let's be real, was like 16 through 20, um, you know, he'd be like, sometimes that this is this is your perspective became as like, this is your perspective. You know, he mm-hmm. would use a bit more tone mm-hmm. and you need to widen your perspective mm-hmm. because you were only seeing one tenth of what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. And that one tenth is is not the full picture and, right. and it's not the world, Yeah, you know. And so he was very good at trying to like, like teach us to step back and look at look at different things mm-hmm. that maybe, you know, get out of our own heads, if you will, and start mm-hmm. looking around. And, oh, yeah, well, yeah, okay, maybe what I am doing is affecting other people. Or maybe I only seen the tenth of the story and mm-hmm. I jumped to conclusions. Or maybe I'm only seeing the good part of what I want to see mm-hmm. and not the risk of what could happen mm-hmm. or or how things could play out. And so he would tell us what he, what the what maybe the full picture would look like and share a bit of vision of what could potentially happen or, but he would never make the decision for us and be like, okay, now that you have all the information or as much information as I can help you with, you need to make the decision. And that was hard and I hated it. I hated it growing up because Mm -hmm. he forced us to make, be decision makers. It was hard, you know, because when you're a decision maker, then you take accountability for the decision. You have no one else to blame it on. Right. 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 Well, he's going to blame you. You, you made that decision, not yeah. me. And and he knew it. And uh-huh. so I think that was like not the game that he played, but the parenting technique that worked well for yeah. me because, you know, my first reaction growing up was to blame everyone. Oh, it's this person's fault. Oh, it's this person's fault. You know, yeah. and there's, you know, seven siblings. I could do <laughs> you, it all you day find long. Someone to blame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's just like, this is how the, the game is played growing yeah. up. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It was good, a good technique for me, and and I, because of that, became much more comfortable with making decisions. Mm-hmm. I also learned to fail 
Okay. And then he would also help me fix my problems. I love that. Yeah. And so (laughs) there's lots of situations that I got myself into. I was a wild child, but you know, (laughs) he was very good at like letting me fail and showing me like, I'm not like, this wasn't my decision. You did this on your own. You need to clean it up, but I'm here beside you and I'll Mm. help you work through it. I love that. Yeah. And so we do that with our kids, my Mm -hmm. husband and I, we really Mm -hmm. kind of allow them the space to, to kind of figure themselves out and not pressure them into anything. And it just, I, I, doesn't matter. I, it's not like I don't give them my opinion sometimes, yeah. but a lot of it is I just share potentials, like potentially what could happen. Potentially, this is like what happened um, in this situation previously. I'm sharing some wisdom. Mm-hmm. I'm sharing some risk mm-hmm. um, analysis. I'm talking to them about the potential to go down a road, you know, that you might not want to go down, mm-hmm. because but mm-hmm. you're taking, you know, slightly left steps for you know for a long enough period of time you're going to end up going left right right and and that might steer you away from where you want to be or at least where you told me you wanted to go right and if that if you've changed your mind I'm fine with that yeah but if you haven't I'm gonna help you stay on course course. course. yeah Yeah, because I think that happens a lot as teenagers you know absolutely it's part of the journey yeah and it's good to fail it's Mm -hmm. really good to fail at a young age Mm -hmm. and figure that out because Mm -hmm. when you fail as an adult it hurts Mm. a lot more yeah and uh it's just a different experience and not saying that you can't you're not not to fail as an adult because you're gonna fail but you're able to get yourself out of it better yeah. if you've had time to figure out how to do that multiple okay. times yeah you built this the coping skills yeah the techniques of kind of like picking yourself back up yeah which, which is so important oh yeah yeah totally yeah yeah because if you can't pick yourself back up you have to rely on someone else to help you do it mm-hmm. and and not that I don't think that's bad either but but if if you can avoid it it's great if you can do it on your own and oh, brush yourself off that sucked yeah, pick up and get going and, and kind of figure it out. Okay, I'm, I'm going to call you out on this because I know <laughs> this is something we share. Um, we would rather be the person extending the hand up <laughs> yeah, totally. than accepting the hand up. And, and so practicing what we preach, mm-hmm. this, I'm throwing a curveball here because I didn't prepare you for this. But, <laughs> well, what does failure look like for you and and how do you own it how how do you how do you navigate failure yeah so so recently I went through a pretty good well I thought was failure okay and and that's really I think sometimes the key is to change your perspective yes I love that you started with that keep going yeah so recently I went through a pretty good well I thought was failure and at the time felt like failure looked like failure Mm -hmm. like it was very much for me I thought was I had failed and that was very dark Mm. um because I I really hadn't failed in a long time Mm -hmm. right I got out of practice Mm -hmm. um and so kind of when I went through that, I had some really amazing people mm-hmm. help me and, and like boost me, you know, fill my sails, if you will. Yeah. Um, it was, it was totally needed. Um, that's actually what spurred on starting my company. Okay. Um, so out of that came a really wonderful, amazing thing. Yeah. 
But if I hadn't picked myself up, mm-hmm. I probably would still be there for a while. Okay. And failure for me is genuinely, and I, I, I know this happens. I, I fail a lot as an entrepreneur. Like we try things and it didn't work. And then, yeah. okay, that sucked. We're not going to do that again. Or maybe we're going to tweak it and try yeah. it again. Yeah. But um, failure for me looks like a couple of days of like beating myself up mentally okay. right like yeah. it's it's a psychological yeah it's yeah. Like, yeah and then and then I have to like work through the system right like okay so I go back to like basically cognitive behavioral therapy right mm-hmm. and you just sit there and go, okay because this happened did it make me a bad person and and, and you have to sit with that yeah and then you have to trust, like I say, trusting in yourself. And if you yeah. can't trust in yourself, you have to trust in people that are closest to you. Okay. And so, you know, for me at that point, I, I couldn't trust that that it was not me that had created the situation. So I had to trust that people around me and the other people around me are like, no, like this wasn't you. This was a good, like you did great. This mm-hmm. is it. And I was like, okay. So I had to believe in them, yeah. which is a lot easier than believing in yourself when you're in that situation. Okay. So I, I leapt onto that yeah. and I just like, like held onto that for dear life. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of worked through that for a little while. And then I slowly kind of get out of the like self-hatred, mm-hmm. which it happens. And I think it's just a process for me. And I've come to accept that's just my vibe, I guess. And then you kind of go through, you know, stages of like, okay, so that wasn't great. Mm-hmm. What what part do I need to take accountability for? Yeah. And I take an inventory of okay. the things that I needed to be accountable for. So yeah, maybe not all my fault, but here are some things that I probably would do differently next time. Okay. And then I take that and I think, okay, now the rest of it doesn't matter. I'm going to take what I need to know mm-hmm. from that situation mm-hmm. and I'm just going to take one step forward. Oh, I love it. And that's it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I just know I need to go one step forward. Yeah. So I take what I need to know, move one step forward. And then, and then, okay, now I'm there. And I learned a little bit more. Yeah. And until I have kind of like got far enough away from like the bad moment mm-hmm. that I can feel like, you know what, it's in the past. I took what I needed from it mm-hmm. and I've moved on. Mm-hmm. And, and being an entrepreneur is very much a repeat of that process. And sometimes okay. the, the failures are big yeah. and it takes you time. Yeah. And sometimes the failures are small and you're like, eh, about 12 hours, you're over it. And you're yeah. like, yeah, I screwed up. That happens. And sometimes you can laugh about it the next day. And sometimes you can laugh about it an hour later. Right. You know, <laughs> sometimes right. you still don't laugh about it. Right. <laughs> but that's just it, right? Picking yourself up, acknowledging the failure um as a part of you and mm-hmm. accepting it mm-hmm. that's that's tricky it is Ex- accepting it it's now a part of you yeah that kind of ugly spot yeah but it is there and I'm not not worried about it yeah. anymore it's just part of me it's like having a, a freckle or a mole you know it's like well it's not the best part of me but it's there it's a part of you. and it's a part of me yeah and that's just part of the process of life I think I agree Um, I really appreciate everything that you've said. And um, I think in general, we have a problem with society because anything that is perceived as negative, so pain, trial, failure, like we just discussed, Mm -hmm. there is an underlying mentality that we don't want to have anything to do with 
anything that hurts us. Oh, yeah. That's that's bad. We don't want anything that hurts us. Yeah. But if we have that mentality, um, we're denying ourselves, we're denying our children of opportunities for growth. And and it's oftentimes in those um, opposites that we truly learn, that we truly grow, and then we truly appreciate. So um, I, I've struggled with failure. I, words hit me hard. Mm-hmm. And failure is a very hard harsh, ugly word. Mm-hmm. But I have learned to become friends with failure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is, a, that is amazing because that is, that is, that is a talent to learn to become friends with failure. It's, it's a process. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's a talent. It's a talent. It's a talent. And okay. it's not one maybe you were born with. No, no. It's one that you're developing. Okay. The more comfortable you get with failure, the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. And the more comfortable you get, the more opportunity you are and risk you're able to take. Yeah. Which is, in business, fantastic. Yeah. Right? Um, because you need to be able to take opportunity and risk. Yeah. Um, that's, that's how you grow business, right? Right. Opportunities are how you grow, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's a talent to be able to deal and cope with it. Well, right. Which is, yeah, like it's not some, I think people think talents are things that you're born with. That's not true. Some we acquire. So, so then, um, what, what does spark you? Like, what's that fire in your soul? What gets you up in the morning? (laughs) <laughs> well, my alarm clock does. <laughs> um, it's, you know what? I feel like I want, I love the people that I work with. Okay. Like when I, I love kind of figuring out what they need to get to that next step. I love working with um, my company team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a dynamic, fun environment. And the people I work with, like, I just truly appreciate them as people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the value they bring to the company, but just like the value they bring to my personal life. Like right. they're just the most genuine open people and they're just so fun to work with. And, and they, they're like the, I got you people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they, they're like, they'll get you and they really work hard towards, they're the same as me. They work hard to support the people around them. Yeah. And if, if you're, if you're in under their umbrella, they're, they're all about you and they like feed you and make sure you feel good and pump you up because the world can be a harsh place and, Mm -hmm. and especially in business, it can be difficult. And so I feel like, yeah, they're just, they're great people. So that fires me up working alongside people that, that have the same kind of mentality as I do. Yeah. And then just the people that, that I need to help um, you know, that employ us, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love mm-hmm. being like, okay, this is our next target. We're going to get here and this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. And the operations of it, like, you know, teaching this person to do this job so that they can go and do it efficient, efficiently yeah. and, and to do it independently. Yeah. And it starts to fuel an entire working machine, wow. you know, like yeah. it's all the little pieces yeah. 
that I can get firing up so that yeah. the machine starts working. And, and when it's working and then yeah. people are like, it's great. I'm like, yes, it is. So rewarding. It is so rewarding. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. I also love chaos management. So like okay. if a clinic is totally on fire, like things are going wrong, nothing's uh-huh. set up. Like I love going in there and just, just like fixing. fixing it all. <laughs> like, okay, this is what needs to happen here. This is what needs uh-huh. to happen here. Like yeah. I think I was a general in another life. Just, I feel like I'm like, take control of the uh-huh. situation and uh-huh. go like I just really enjoy that too. yeah yeah all right so I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show and I'm going to close with the question that I I ask all of my guests which is what advice would you give to someone listening today who is struggling to feel of worth and value that's a great question um and one I had time to think about so because I knew that was the question you asked mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. um so I think what I suggest maybe not advice but counsel is mm-hmm. when you find your people and if you find people um that are willing to be part of your circle um allow them to support you okay but also um trust that what they're telling you about yourself is true okay because sometimes that like I said before that that value doesn't come naturally if you're struggling to find worth in yourself right and it and it's hard to build on a foundation of you know that's not there yeah and so sometimes you have to borrow a foundation okay yeah to to get that support built up yeah so that you can eventually like okay now I'm on some firm ground here and we're gonna we're gonna take off from here and I think that is like the best thing I think for me when I was trying to like kind of rebuild myself over the last five years was just mm-hmm. really focusing in on 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 trusting that the people around me are are not lying when they say I'm a good person or yeah. not lying when when um that people are proud of me or yeah. or think I'm, what I'm doing is good and and that that's difficult to accept a compliment which I you mm-hmm. know is not my favorite thing mm-hmm. but um but important yeah. and and I think sometimes you have to borrow other people's foundations for a little bit till you can have your own set up and then then you're good to build on top of that oh, I I love that thank you for being on the show today thank you for sharing your soul your wisdom just just you I love it oh and I love you so thank you (laughs) I love you too it was great I'm so happy you invited me this has been awesome and um yeah this little this little room has just been just good for my soul and and I hope people find value in in our discussion because I feel like it was wonderful for me so it has to be good for someone else absolutely awesome if you like this episode and are interested in hearing more subscribe to more than gold on apple podcast spotify soundcloud or wherever you are listening and give us a five-star review as always a special thank you to devon music studios for providing the perfect atmosphere for meaningful dialogue to be shared 